HR professionals, business owners, and operations at all levels are struggling to figure out what needs to change. Our system has been shocked, practices have been questioned, and conversations are finally happening. We all know there has been a huge shift in what people want. Inclusion and diversity are common phrases, but often misunderstood. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about what's important for employees to be successful in life and at their job, and how companies can create an environment to allow them to do both. Because successful people will make up a successful workforce. I'm Leanne Lovely. Let's get this conversation started. Rob, thank you for joining me today. This is absolutely awesome. It is. It's a bit of a full circle moment here, which is fun. And I always love those. Yes. So for my audience, I have Rob Conlin joining me today. It is bittersweet as I am announcing that this is going to be the final episode of Let's Talk HR, Humanizing the Conversation. And for those of you who have been on uh, this journey with me, two years ago, I launched Let's Talk HR and Rob Conlin who has over the years now, I think about four years, three, three and a half, four, somewhere in there, um, he actually helped me launch this podcast by joining me on my first ever episode to interview me on why I wanted to launch this podcast. Um, he has been a great friend. He has been um, somebody I've gone to for advice on how to even do a podcast. <laughs> um, and it's just been such an amazing journey to, I guess, get advice from you and watch you on your entrepreneur journey. And so I'm so thrilled that you've agreed to join me today and to talk to me about this. Completely, my friend. And it's it's one of those things where I can't believe it's been two years since we kicked this thing off. And now we're, we're closing it up. It's like, wow, that kind of was a snap, you know? I know. When I look back at, um, you know, originally launching this, uh, and I get, I'm get i getting goosebumps um, because of, you know, the story behind why I originally wanted to um, launch Let's Take or Let's Talk HR. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and now the reason that I'm decided to sunset it, um, which makes sense for my own personal journey, um, it, it, it truly is bittersweet but it has served yeah. its purpose um but you yourself have also since we met had a podcast that you invited me to come on and sunsetted that podcast mm -hmm. started a new podcast started a business so let's talk about it sure well, you mentioned that, you know, sunsetting a podcast, you know, originally you and I met when I had you as a guest on Recruiting Hell, which was my podcast that I made during the pandemic to help the world get back to work. And I thought, okay, I can go be a content creator and things like that. Well, kind of everybody did that in this case. Uh, one of the unintended consequences of starting that show was we actually helped a lot of folks get some jobs. Uh, we found over one million, I'm sorry, one and a half million dollars in job salaries and benefits for people. Plus, it got me plugged into an incredible network on LinkedIn. So I'm so happy that I, I started that. But much like every customer journey, every uh, business journey, there's a beginning and there's an end. And sunsetting this show for you, I know exactly what you're going through because sunsetting recruiting hell was a very uh, emotional moment because it was one of those things that when I had very little going for me in my life, that was... It was one of those things. And I know that you have a ton going for you right now with your business journey, but it taking away something that's been kind of one of the main engines, if you will, for mm -hmm. a while, that can kind of hurt. So, uh, you know, sunsetting recruiting hell was, uh, was necessary because I had lost passion for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think for you, it's changed a passion thing. It's just the, the mission has changed, mm -hmm. if you will, as to what you're doing. So she served her purpose and, we we give her that Viking funeral, you know, on a on a burning boat, if you will. Right. But uh, but that's kind of where I, I I went with my show, and you know, it, I it was it was kind of like a sad thing. I actually not too long ago removed the 
uh, the bumper sticker from my car because I replaced it with my new company logo. And it's like, oh, okay, like it's it's kind of this like not quite paving over, but like upgrading almost mm-hmm. in this case. And I think that's a great way to look at it for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, it, you're right. And and I haven't looked at it like that. It's um but as many entrepreneurs will say there are seasons um you know, seasons to oh, yeah. business, there's seasons to life and we have to um you know, recognize it. Um, first off, um, if we don't recognize it, we, we get stuck, right? We get stuck and we can't move on from that. Um, so it's, it is, it is time. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people, um, you know, come up to me as I've launched my business. I've talked about this, um, you know, love your sales. People are like, wait, I thought you were an HR lady. And I'm like, well, I was, (laughs) I am at, you know, at, at my core, um, HR is part of every business. But for the last decade, I have been on the sales side consulting, um, you know, HR, you know, for HR, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. would be the right thing. So, you know, now it's time for me to to move forward and no longer, you know, I guess, brand myself as the, the HR expert. So, Well, you can always keep that going a little bit. A lot of times I tell uh, a lot of folks out there that I'm, I'm not a a founder or an entrepreneur i'm a salesperson in disguise <laughs> but uh that's one of the you know we share that skill in this case mm-hmm. and i think for you know a founder-led company which is what yours is like uh just like mine is mm-hmm. as a founder-led company you have a very good skill set that you can and i use the word masquerade in a way of like playing in a different role not you know being shady or anything like that but you know you can put on that different face and say hey today i am your hr person uh but i'm actually you know i'm a salesperson at heart but today i'm hr today i am your marketing person today i am your it department things like that (laughs) and i've had to wear a couple of those hats lately that's for sure (laughs) so let's talk about that so let's you 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 know you had an amazing podcast and now you have a new amazing podcast, but let's, let's talk about, you know, you, um, you started that journey because you were, you were experiencing something, you know, most people who start a podcast, whether, unless it's really a B2B, you're in this company, you're doing it for that company. They start, but if, you know, unless it's that they start a personal podcast, it's usually driven by something you're experiencing, something that's bothering you, or a personal message you want to get out. You were experiencing something when you started recruiting. What what was going on that well, that you went, I got to start this podcast? You know, it was it was one of those things where if I look back at it now, I was not... I was not happy with who I was. I was not happy with where I was in life. I was not happy with how the world worked in this case. And I needed to teach myself the new way of things working, if you will. You know, my my folks used to always tell me when I was, you know, younger and looking for jobs and things like that, play the game, play the game. It's like, well, the game's kind of broken, mom and dad. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to get too generationally, you know, like snarky here but like okay boomer you know like that kind of thing (laughs) right Uh, but like but applying for a job or grabbing a job was very different in in, you know years past 20 30 40 years ago Mm -hmm. you would walk into a department store and say hey i'd like an application and things Mm -hmm. like that well when i started recruiting hell yes online applications existed and you really didn't go into places to get things like that but it it was such a frustration to do them. Um, things like Talio and Workday, and like I, I still get a little fired up when I talk about these <laughs> these application companies because I hate them. I literally right. hate them so much. Mm-hmm. Like it, like the user experience design is terrible. The uh, the fact that I have to enter things twice. Come on, guys. Like right. it's at the time it was you know 2019 and things like that. It's like but this shouldn't be this way. So the essence of recruiting hell was distilled out of a a joke I made to my wife one night after being incredibly frustrated one day of job hunting. And it was, it was a very emotional moment for me because it was kind of like, 
I don't want to say, you know, losing it or anything like that, but just kind of like that, like, ah, ha, 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 like I'm really trying to hold it together here and it's just not working. <laughs> right. And so I made, I made the joke to her that it's like being trapped in hell. And I said, wow, wouldn't it be great if somebody made a podcast about it? We could call it recruiting hell, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I kind of, kind of waltzed off back to up here and just sat down on my computer. And I said, oh my God, I should actually make that. So I got this, I don't know if I still have it. I don't think I do, but I had this microphone that was just awful at the time. It was, uh, it was some corded thing. It was like a lapel mic that wasn't a lapel mic. It was oh corded. It, it said like, uh, like Epson on it or something like that. And I, and I just kind of held it and I, I talked into it with a, a free recording software for an hour. And it was this rant. It was this rant of like, this is so stupid. This is so unfair. I actually found that that file like two or th like a year or two ago. It's, it's still on my old computer, and it's it's like kind of unhinged. Honestly, it's, it's like you can feel the pain, you can feel the frustration, and things like that. And I look because I listened to it and said, "Ooh, we are really not in a good place when we were recording this." So that was uh, that was the impetus for the show, and it started. You know, I, I look back at my show and I, I oftentimes would go back and I listen to episode one and then I listen to episode 40 and then I listen to episode, I think it's uh, 68, uh, which is the last one. And between those three, you can actually hear the entire evolution of the show, mm -hmm. the way that I grew as a content creator, the way as I grew as somebody who was, you know, kind of taking this a little bit more seriously as like a business thing. And the the way it just started was literally sitting down and that rant, it got re-recorded, but it was split into three episodes eventually, which was kind of great. So um, oh, that's awesome. Take, take two was much less um, emotional, if you will, and much more informative. Um, actually episodes one and two were some of my most listened to episodes uh, because they were, uh, they may not have had the quality that people expect from a podcast nowadays, mm -hmm. but they had great information for people. So, well, and they were probably very, they, they were probably very emotional and, and raw because you were, Kinda, in it, yeah. you were feeling it. You were authentic. Right. You yeah, I think a lot of people put, say, I'm this guy. I am this guy. This right. guy is me. So, right. Because we've, anybody who's ever sat, down and tried to apply for a job and and trust me, i've i and, and it's been a really long time since i've really sat down and i found a job through applying and doing the application mm -hmm. process because again i'm an hr sales lady i stopped doing that and i started going directly to the hiring manager through yeah. connections in my network and the last job I think that I had, they came directly to me and recruited me directly in. And I think that, I mean, so it's been a really long time since I've been in that game, but I know what people go through. And it's so frustrating. Spreadsheets. People are like, oh, let me see my, check my spreadsheet to see where I, and it's like, oh my God, if you, that, it's a full-time job. So it is. It, it, yeah. So now let's talk about the next job you had after that because right. if i remember correctly the reason that you ended up getting this opportunity was tied very closely to the work that you put in to the podcast that you created yeah you're absolutely right because you know i was putting that out on linkedin and, and to your point a moment ago about touching your network and thing like things like that. Like I had heard that people could do that, but I didn't really know how to do it. Number one, much less virtually. Cause again, a lot of this was happening right when, you know, right before COVID or right at the time of COVID, just to give people a, a frame of reference here, the unhinged hour rant was recorded on November 30th, 2019. Uh, the first episode of recruiting hell came out. I want to say April 20th of 2020. So again, there was that time, but in that time, uh, you know, I was almost unemployed for most of most of 2020 in this case. So mm -hmm. at the end of that year, I actually ran across something through promoting my show online and interacting with people on LinkedIn that the marketing director for a, an agency that actually produced podcasts for businesses 
you know, came across my path and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's somebody out here who actually like, like these people are looking for people who know how to make a podcast. Holy crap. I should probably like reach out to these people and say, Hey, maybe I can, I'm, maybe I'm your guy. And we had that interview, which was fantastic. Got the job. And that was really kind of the, the key turning point to where I said, okay, I guess I'm, you know, kind of jumping into this with both feet, if you will, as far as taking a look at at content and and continuing to network on LinkedIn in the way that you described. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's absolutely amazing. And you spent quite a bit of time with this organization. And then I remember when we talked and you're like, I'm not with them anymore. And we talked again and you said, I'm going to get my own thing going. Yeah, there were a couple couple steps in there. Uh, things went very well initially with that organization. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got employee of the month twice, which is fantastic. Uh, twice in a row, actually. Uh, we we got a, a quick upgrade to a higher position. Things didn't quite work out the way that they were supposed to there. So we got busted back down to private, which wasn't as much fun. Uh, but at that point, and I will, you know, if somebody's listening to this, I'm sure, you know, let's be authentic. Let's be real. Like if you get demoted at work, you kind of check out, man. You right. kind of check out, and I, I, I don't think I blame younger myself for that. Uh, I think if I had this was presented with the same thing today, I would probably just skip a bunch of steps that we're going to talk about here for a, in a moment. Uh, but you know, it was one of these things where I just you know kept my head down, did did my work and things like that, and said, you know what, I've got to find something new. And so it was. It was good enough for the time being, kept my head down, and then early 2022 rolled around. So during this time, I had a a very good chance to uh, meet a lot of wonderful people in the uh, marketing and and, digital marketing world and who had their own shows that I managed and things like that. Uh, But if you fast forward to March of 2022, that's where this kind of all really comes to a head. Uh, there were some decisions made at my former agency that were, we'll just call them unwise in this case, <laughs> to to say the least. And those unwise decisions resulted in a quarter of the company being let go at once. Uh, now you're an HR person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to. I do want to bounce this off of you. If you're firing people, do you call an all hands meeting and tell them that, hey, we're going to fire ten of you. You might receive a phone call after this meeting. Oh God, no. My no, God. you don't do that. <laughs> like, no. But that's what happened. That's what happened uh, in this case. Which I, I again. Sometimes you learn how to build a better company by seeing what people do wrong. Right. <laughs> in this case, so. Uh, that happened. We uh, we got one of those 10 phone calls. Uh, in this case, we lost Russian roulette, if you will. And it was about it's about noon when I got that phone call on, on Thursday, March 3rd. And I said to myself, well, I can do one of two things. I can either literally just walk away because what are they going to do? Fire me? You know, like, just be like, all right, see you later, guys. Bye. Or I can take the time to shore up and do the best for people who are bystanders in this. Mm -hmm. And those would be my customers. Um, I had 10 accounts at that point, or 10 shows under management under seven accounts, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had about five hours to tie off all of this production work. And that's not a lot of time per customer to be like, hey guys, uh, here's what's going on. Plus uh, at that time, the business that I was working for did not communicate in any way, shape, or form to the customers that uh, we were departing. Uh, a lot of them really liked their producers and things like that, uh, insofar as that one of my uh, colleagues, uh, when they informed her to you know, talk to her customers, she, uh, I believe she dropped a four-letter word in there, but she said, you effing do it. <laughs> I, you well, go girl read well, it read it if you're listening to this go <laughs> hey and and here's the thing about that most companies once they have terminated somebody they mm-hmm. don't say go to your customers and communicate to them that is not absolutely no. positively not the way you handle a situation like that usually when you terminate somebody 10 minutes before you do 
you cut off all of their access yep. to their email, to any proprietary information that they have, because you these are people. And when people get really bad news, like, I don't know, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to, you know, pay all of my bills? They have an extremely emotional reaction. Yes. And quite often, there are two people in the room or two people on the call, usually one of both sex. If there is, you know, a, a female boss that's doing this, they will have a male boss also sitting there if you're a male employee mm -hmm. so that there can be no allegations of sexual misconduct, blah, blah, blah. If it's a female employee and it's a male boss, vice versa, for exactly. all of that, all of these precautions are all laid out in any HR department, if it has to be done virtually because you have a virtual workforce. Mm -hmm. Same goes is that you have a secondary witness usually, if at all possible, just in case this employee comes back and tries to have any allegations of misconduct right. of, the, of the company. Never <laughs> do you say, hey, Rob, you're fired. Sorry, we got to let you go. Now, if you could go and call all your clients and let them know. I mean, unless they don't care, because now you are extremely emotional, extremely at this point, because anytime right. you're dealing with the livelihood of somebody, there is emotion involved. And you're now putting your company at extreme risk for lawsuit because technically, even though you've just been terminated, as soon as they say, go contact our employees, you are still acting as an employee of the company. Right. They're not paying you for the, the time you're doing it. Yeah. And if you go and tell the, the, the client to F off or do something to that client, that client is not going to sue you, Rob. They're going to no. sue the the, they're going to sue the company. So, yeah, what it, the hell? <laughs> it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it, you know, they said like, "Hey, today's your last day." You know, at at five o'clock, you're done. Which, okay, fine. That's kind of like a caveat there. But right. like, again, what are you going to do? You know, it's one of those things. But the so what I did, and I don't believe in in poaching people. I don't believe in any of these mm -hmm. things like that. You know, but what one thing I did was I really loved my customers they were they were it's a very strange thing in business and in sales and things like that like sometimes you actually kind of like get to be friends with your customers oh, and that yes it's a really it's one of the most unique relationships in, in humanity I think of like hey we do business together we really like each other we're like business friends i guess i don't know which i don't know what the relationship's called but like it should be that way if you are a salesperson yes. that is constantly in communication yes you have to keep a a level of professionalism and that person is paying you for a service but it's inhuman for you to not become empathetic to their needs at times Right. And to their, you know, if you call them and you're talking to them like this and, and you see that they're having a bad day, it would be yeah. very inhuman for you to not be like, hey, you all right? Like, is you, you doing okay? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you just completely ignore that, they're going to be like, yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Like, he doesn't care. He doesn't. I personally have clients like that. I have clients who tell me everything about their life everything and as much yeah. as and, and as much as i uh, as much as i want to be able to be like how can i help you what can i do i have to make sure that i don't get completely involved because at the end of the day i still one day may have to fire them as a client one day may have to sue them if they don't pay me one day may have to a million and ten, they may have to fire me as their right. business. Yeah. So you, yes, they can become friends, but there's always that business aspect of, I I like you a lot, but. Right. But we have to keep some of these barriers in place. Correct. Not all of them. 
but yeah, so, you know, we, that was tough because, you know, where, where do you overstep? Where do you not overstep? Mm-hmm. But what I did was for, for as many of my customers as I could, I sent them just a little LinkedIn message and I said, Hey, I'm done. You know, uh, here I, they're, they don't have me working here anymore. I've done everything I can with the time I was allotted. And I, I think that there's a, cause you, I could have just walked away mm-hmm. and there were colleagues of mine that did. And I, no shade thrown their way for walking away. What happened to, to the 10 of us was, was not kind in right. this case. And I I don't blame them for being a really upset and B being like, no, this is your freaking problem now. Like right. you deal with it. Like you, you made the mess deal with it. So the, you know, what I simply sent to my customers was, you know, I, I won't be able to really contact you via the normal channels. And just in case I can't get a hold of you on, or you can't get a hold of me on LinkedIn, like here's my email address. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing I presented to to any of them uh, before leaving. And again, no solicitation, nothing like that. Right. But once I had sent that last one about 5 p.m. that day, I said, all right, I am done with this company that I just got fired from. Cool. Let's unplug everything. And then I said, I think I can do what they did. And I think I can do it better. And that was a slightly cocky moment, but also a nice, a slightly confident moment. And so I went to bed that night and I said to myself in the morning, we are going into business and betting on ourselves." And so the next morning, March 4th, command day, uh, 2022, we opened Westport Studios for the first time. And as I was doing this, again, when you open a business, you know this, Leanne, the, the first day is like, uh, there's like a trillion things to do. And I like, where do I start? There's, you can read a book or two and like, what's a man, you know, there's a couple little like manuals, but it's like, for the most part, it's like, well, I need a website. I need to talk to people. I need to get sales going. I need to like get a domain name you know there's all the, there's a list of a million EIN things. number i need an accountant yes i need, I, a, the state I need money yeah. <laughs> yeah right exactly so i'm working on this for like the first two or three hours of the day and all of a sudden my phone rings and i'm like and i look at it and it's one of my old customers i go oh no like he didn't either get the message or he's wondering about something and i i, I can't really help him right. um now caveat here i could have helped him because they left access to the systems in us for two weeks two weeks which is ridiculous which is ridiculous and and technically technically if you did help them they could have come back to you Mm -hmm. and reprimanded you or you could have gone back to them and been like you know you, you should owe me money for helping your Client. Exactly. I mean that all that gets like to be really messy. messy. <laughs> yeah, messy, messy. Uh, but so this phone rang, and and back back to the the access thing for just a moment. Like, I also looked at how these things were stored on on the the drive space that we had access to. And again, I would never ever damage somebody's business. But I I did a couple little clicks to see oh, what God. could happen if somebody had had the mind to just <gasps> sink the ship. They could have. They, they could have just wiped it out because I now know because I, for a time, used the same type of file system. I now know that had I just gone boop, and wiped everything out, that it would have been a mess to get back. And again, no hostility on this, but just like, you know, you, you play, you pay uh, people to hack your, 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 uh, website sometimes as a company right like is is our website secure right but just looking at that going oh my gosh there's like there's a hundred customers data on here there's a there's thousands of episodes of podcasts that could be gone with the click of a button oh see now you and i have to have a conversation to make sure that i'm doing everything right and that i don't have yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's all good the things Um, you don't know is a brand new entrepreneur right right? (laughs) exactly exactly and actually i i'm i'm fixing part of one of my mistakes of where I got in with like data storage at first right now, it's actually, I, I had to pause part of it while we're on this uh, recording because it takes a lot of my internet connection. But, mm-hmm. uh, but enough of that, you know, again, never would even as, as upset as I was, would never even consider 
right. harming somebody's business like that. No, 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 not at all. The two wrongs don't make a right. But like just seeing that there was like the big red button to hit was like, oh, my God. So lots back of to mistakes. that phone call. Yeah, lots of mistakes. Uh, back to that phone call, though. Uh, it's turned out it was one of my customers and, I, and his name is uh, his name is James Robert Lay. He's a wonderful guy. He's amazing. If you're not connected with him on LinkedIn or something like that, go find JR. He's incredible. Um, I pick up the phone and say, hey, James Robert, how you doing, man? And he goes, so Rob, my team told me I needed to call you. And part of me is like, in the back of my mind, like, crap, this is really actually about something he needs. He's like, he says, they said, uh, we should uh, move our show to you. And like back in my mind, like my little, little like lizard brain is going, he said, what? Like, and I said, you want to move your show to us? And he goes, yeah, what's it going to cost? And I, again, voice in my head, dude, we've been in business for three hours. I don't even know what my website <laughs> is like I, pricing. What's that? So, so I threw out a number for him. I threw out a number. I'm like, I, maybe we can make it work at this. And he goes, great. See you on April 1st. And I was like, oh, okay. So now I had a side hustle at that time with another, another customer. And I'm like, now I got two customers and now I got 4,000 bucks a month coming in in revenue. And I'm like, this is day one. This right? is this is hour three. And so I'm looking at this going, this might actually work. I have a lot <laughs> like, of stuff to do. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, it was a very like, uh moment right after it. And so that was a, a very humbling moment to number one have been uh sought out so quickly but it was a moment that was repeated for every single one of my former customers so you didn't have a non-compete of any kind put in place they had a non-solicit in place they solicited they you not, they solicited me you know Everyone it's, it's of one of those things because i really i took it to an attorney i took it to um it was a little bit laughable because um this this particular non non solicit uh, was four sentences long, and did not have the company name on it, and was not drafted by an attorney. To which my attorney said, "Is this really it?" And I said, "Yes, it is, Brad." He goes, "This isn't worth the paper it's printed on." So, now again, I don't believe in poaching people's customers, but I if they want to walk in the door of my shop, I'm all for that. And and it comes it boils down to one simple thing. Mm -hmm service right service and, and relationship you exactly. you proved to them that you were capable and despite the fact that you had no team you, you had no business name you had no website you had, had no tool. I had a name that was it oh you you did have the name okay <laughs> I you, had said, a name. you had a name they were they were willing to hitch their wagon to you because they knew you were capable of servicing them and you had the relationship and that outweighed any other concerns that they could possibly have. And that's yes. all that it boils down to. Because when when it when you're working with a company and, and people get so hung up on and, and I work with small entrepreneurs, I work with people who have been in business for a long time and this is where people who are in marketing like will completely go like bonkers with me mm -hmm. and I'll, and I'm like they're like oh you you have to have a business name that really has a statement you you know you really got to make sure that your business name is in in line and people understand it and blah 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 and I'm like I beg to differ I'm like yes is it important when you're out there marketing yes but when you start a business, it's not about the business. It's not, or it's not about the name of the business. It's not about your logo and marketing. Yes, fine. I understand it is when you get to the down to the marketing portion. But when you're starting out, people get so hung up on, oh, what is my business name going to be? What is my logo going to look like? What is my mm -hmm. website going to look like? None of that matters in the first like very beginning when you are a solopreneur selling a service, what matters is your reputation and the relationships that you have. People will flock to you if you have a network of people who know you, like you, and trust you. Yes. That's it. <laughs> and and it's so funny because, you know, I, I, I love my brand. I feel my brand is, is very much in line 
with the way I want to run my company and things like that. And again, as a founder, you know, it's named after the street I lived on, live on. My, my wife came up with that. She's like, why don't you call it Westport? I'm like, that's pretty damn good. So let's, let's go with that. But it's one of those things where it's been a very interesting journey of evolving that brand from Rob is Westport, Westport is Rob to Westport is Rob and Adam and Christian and Abby and Emma and Isaac now. And there's, there's just a half dozen of us now that this is all like, if somebody asks them, you know, who do I work? Who do you work for? You say, oh, I work for Westport studios now. And that's a really nifty transition, but you have to really game that transition uh, tightly, if you will, because a lot of times, you know, I'm still the primary salesperson here. Mm -hmm. I'm still the person that people, you know, bring, you know, hey, Rob, I've got this person who may want to meet you. And it's been a very interesting shift from the brand is Rob, Rob is the brand to just a peeling away from that ever so slightly and, and kind of layer by layer of now the brand is Rob. The brand is not quite all Rob. Rob is, is part of the brand you know, incremental things uh, back towards, you know, we are Westport studios, which I, I kind of like a little bit more anyway. So, well, and that's hard for some people, some people, oh, totally. you know, go into business and they're like, ah, no, 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 I can't let go of this. I can't let go of that. I can't, but you are a true you are you've become a true business owner and not a solepreneur or just right. simply an entrepreneur you are now a business owner right of a successful business and so now i have yeah. some questions about that go ahead so as you got those clients rolling on when did you know that it was time like okay we're scaling i'm growing when did you know it was time? Like I need to, I need to hire. Well, and, and you're a little bit different because you, 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 I'm assuming you could, you had two clients like right then. Right. You needed people to help. So when was that, that you hired your first employee? When was it that you hired a bookkeeper? Uh, how did that growth happen? Growth's been really interesting, and I love that you 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 asked this question because it, this is a super HRE kind of thing. Right now, because one of the interesting things is is it costs me a lot more to produce, it, like per podcast to produce one podcast than it does to produce ten podcasts. There's a lot of stuff that overlaps on that. You know, there's there's a, a baseline cost of running the business, and then each additional customer you stack on makes better use of that baseline. So when I started this off, I really did, I didn't necessarily do the Fiverr deal, but it was one of those things of like, hey, I need to get X, Y, and Z done for people. And I'm going to use resources that are not as permanent in this case. Now, again, they, the nice thing is that they've become permanent, uh, but they are, it was generally all just like contract project work initially. Like, Hey, I need you to make these two videos. They are a minute and a half long and please make cuts here, here, and here, you know, things like that. And right. so I started off with, um, with Abby, who is, is my longest tenured, uh, uh, colleague here. She's fantastic. I just started today on a, a quick meeting. She's, she's delightful. She's a student at Concordia, um, here in, in, uh, in Ozaki County, but, uh, Abby did some design work for me right off the bat because I asked a connection of mine. I said, dude, I don't know how to do graphic design. I can write okay. I can mix audio. I can fumble through video, but I don't know how to do this design crap. And I said to him, his name is Greg. I said, Greg, is there anybody at your university who's looking for a job or, you know, super part-time? And he goes, yeah, let me go to the comms department. That That sounds like where this should go. And Sure enough, I got one email from a wonderful young woman. Again, her name is Abby. She is now the student body president at Concordia University. She is incredibly successful. She's graduating this year. I'm super proud of her. I am so happy she's come on along. She has designed some of our most fun brands for this. And she and again, a lot of this was like, hey, I need you for two hours like this month at first <laughs> and so again like this, these little project-based things were really really far few and far between but now you know she and i talk basically we have an, uh, a one-on-one -on -one every two weeks in this case but there's usually two or three things going on right now and again she doesn't work you know 40 a week or anything like that for me but you know she'll put in five six seven hours and it's these these 
sort of partial folks. And, and I should say to folks who are listening, who are in HR and things like that, I, I believe in what I call a thriving wage. And this is something that's very deeply ingrained in me is that for much of my life, I worked for a wage that was underneath what I would say, even not necessarily poverty level, but like we couldn't do a whole lot with it. It was called, well, we can pay the, pay the rent and we can pay the power bill and we can buy groceries. And that's pretty much it. And so that you could call that, I suppose, a living wage, but is it really living if you don't get to have any fun or do anything else? Right. Uh, no. So I believe in, uh, I think it was FDR who, who came up with this concept of a thriving wage. So the minimum wage at Westport Studios, so long as you're not on a, like a 90 day probationary period, is $30 an hour, 30 bucks an hour. Wow. Because I believe in making sure that other people thrive to one of our core values at this company is that the company works for all of us, not just those in charge. And that's, that's the greatest way I can show that to people is that, yeah, I could pay everybody 1250 an hour. I'd get lesser work. I'd have unhappy people. I'd have people bitching at me all the time about their wages. Or I can pay them a thriving wage and help them try to focus on their development and making themselves better and doing more as in like, hey, can you, do you think you can do this thing that is upcoming? You know, we're going to pay you for it, obviously, but like, I'm really excited to see what you do with this brand or, hey, edit this audio this way this time. What do you think? You know, so you get a lot more buy-in. Uh, and this is for, you know, for anybody who's in the in the HR realm. Uh, I learned from one of my former companies that I worked at that if you pay top top third, you get some hella good talent, man. It's Absolutely. And I'm in awe, first of all, because often people get to a certain level a certain level or a th certain threshold um and and i'm not saying that you've gotten there yet you know they, it's usually when you get to you know you i guess i don't really know what that threshold is um it's also and, and again i don't want to pick on the age you know i i really don't want to pick on you know play the ageism card or whatever but people who have experienced what you just talked about you know mm -hmm working at just that minimum of surviving not being able to experience you know the the going on vacations when you want to and being able and and I I've experienced both I've experienced just being paid enough um I've experienced working at a company where you know I kept getting promoted but they were like yeah we we can't quite give you an increase yet and I'm like okay so this promotion doesn't come with a a wage increase? Right. I'm like, is that really a promotion? And then it was, okay, we're going to, we're actually going to give you more responsibility. It's not a promotion, but, and it's like, and eventually when I said, well, I'm going to leave and they're like, well, why? I'm like, uh, I, I've been here for three years. You've given me double the amount of work. Um, and my pay has never gone up and you're surprised. Yeah. Good work should not be rewarded right. with more work so, at all. And then there's been jobs that I've had that I've made a ton of money and been like, oh, my God, why why are they paying me this much? And somebody's like, because you deserve that much, because you work hard, because you're – it's not that much. And I'm like, oh, it's not? <laughs> Because then I hear what other people and, – and, again, I know. I'm, you know, I'm in the industry, and I'm like, I'm finally being paid. What? I'm worth. Yes. So for you to remember, for you to offer the opportunity for people to come in, learn, to have a voice, to get the experience, and to pay them in a way that allows them to still be able to, you know, thrive financially, that's amazing props to you um because you. it's really easy for an entrepreneur to be like oh i i i, I want to keep all this money for myself right because we're still you know i mean for me right now i'm still in the feast or famine either i'm like oh my god i got a really good you know this is a really good client i'm making a lot of money and then i'm like okay i gotta shove all this money away mm -hmm. and then i'm like 
yeah, but I got to pay this person. I'm going to try to pay her as least as possible because I really got to keep that money just in case. It's it's really easy to get into that mentality of, well, I didn't always get paid well. Right. You got to, people have to stop thinking that way and start thinking in the way of pay them for what they're worth. Do right by them now and they will do right by you. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, this harkens back to one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from, from a retail manager I used to work for. He uh, ran one of the most, uh, most, uh, the highest sales amount uh, Walmarts in Wisconsin. Uh, interesting gentleman, got paid a lot. Uh, decent manager, decent manager. Uh, but one of the things he told me, um, I didn't get a lot of one-on-one time with him, but one of the things I remember that stuck with me big time was that investing in people is incredibly important at the beginning because he told me that at that store that we both worked at that it cost the company three thousand dollars to train a new cashier before they even scanned one can of soup Mm -hmm. and so i took that forward to say you know what i saw what a revolving door Mm -hmm. that front end of cashiers was because i was the cashier supervisor it was just like you'd have sometimes you would have people last a day or two and it's like well that you just flush three grand down the toilet and i'm looking at this for my own business of like i you know training and onboarding and hiring and things like that this is super important because i can't afford to do that when you're a multi-billion dollar corporation sure three thousand bucks is a pinprick but like but i can't do that and that's why i believe in in investing in uh in my people i actually have a meeting that i am uh cooking up tomorrow with uh a connection of mine on LinkedIn to bring him in as a, a coach for my team to say, Hey, here's how you make podcasts better. Here's how you edit better. Here's how you, what you can listen for. Here's how you can, you know, make better and more enticing video and things like that. And I think that that's, you know, not only does that benefit me, they sit down, you know, he sits down with me, but if I have my team there with that, mm-hmm. that's, you know, because I, I have to be careful too, because, you know, I do have contractors. And if you're having people, you know, you got to follow the rules of the state, which I right. do. But uh, it's one of those things where if I can just have them tag along and pay them to be at that meeting, like they're going to get so much out of it, even if I'm just asking the questions. So right. uh, to to go back to what you had asked earlier, I apologize for getting a little bit windy on, on that first part. But like uh, what eventually then happened with, you know, bringing in additional people was that uh, one of the things that I do not like to do. And and if my team listens to this, it'll be really funny. Uh, is that I just can't stand writing our, our what do we call them our episode blueprints. Uh, it's basically the layout of all the content. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, I'm I haven't had a ton of practice at it. I'm not very good at it. I I'm a I have a different skill set. I can do it in a pinch, but I actually tapped a very good friend of mine uh, who ha- had spent most of his life as a warehouse worker, and he is writing for me now. And you're like, whoa, 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 what does what does a guy who drives a forklift have in common with writing? Well, he's always been a very good, uh, he was great in English class, and and he always has had a panache for storytelling. And it's it's kind of funny, because we, we when we were in college, we'd play Dungeons and Dragons all the time. He would be the dungeon master telling the story for the rest of us to play with. And it's been really interesting to see him grow and evolve as a writer he's now a completely freelance writer he works for me 35 hours a week but he still goes out and blogs for other people that started his own business which is incredible interesting Uh, at some point you know i'm gonna reach a point where i need him 40 hours a week and be like dude just come on board i don't know if that's as a contractor or as a w2 but that's you know that so i brought him in and then over time we found different ways to streamline our operations inside of the company. And that, that oftentimes meant that, uh, that Abby and Adam, who's my, my buddy and our writer and myself kind of had to work as a trio, like, Hey, we're making this video. Like Abby, you make the frames, Adam, you edit the video. I'll slap it together and make everything that, you know, make it look great. But we found that earlier this year that we could bring a whole bunch of things in house with some special tools that we have to edit these things. And we grew to a point where eventually we had so many customers. Now, you know, we've got about uh, 12 in this case that my time during the day is not best spent 
making videos or audio or mm-hmm. things like that. So we hired Isaac, who is our audio and video engineer. And so it's been this wonderful little kind of like almost like leaping onto a new platform kind of thing. Like if this, this other platform is to crumble away, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of jumping to that next platform and on that next platform is that next person. Mm-hmm. And so that HR has been kind of a challenge for us because, you know, it, it seems like having people being contractors is kind of at odds with the... Uh, some of the things that I've, I've preached earlier about making sure that people are taken care of and things like that, because it doesn't include health insurance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a goal. It's a big goal because that's, if I can't take care of the people uh, that work for me, that's a big problem. And somebody I, I met recently at a conference says, uh, I need my dreams to be big enough to fit everybody else's dreams inside them. But you've done, I mean, one I, I believe that everybody, everybody has a superpower within them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is being a forklift driver. Totally. Sometimes that is a hidden, you know, hidden something that they just have not had the opportunity to express because sometimes your path doesn't take you down meeting the right person at the right time or getting the the, the job that you want at that moment because you have to pay your bills and that means becoming a forklift driver and the fact that you're willing to see that superpower and give them the opportunity is amazing you know my husband um for instance he works he works he's a printer and the other Mm -hmm. day i said to him i i I cannot, for the life of me, create a video. I am not good. I, I can I can create contact, content. I hate editing it. I, I mean, I used to like it. Sure. But, you know, after you do it a hundred times, you're just like, okay, I'm over it's this. It's a little boring, yeah. I'm a little over listening to my own voice. Mm-hmm. I used to like it because it was, you know, I get to listen back to it. And anyways, video, I, I've never done video. And so I, I engaged right. my husband in it and I said, will you do this? Now, my husband is a DJ. He's in the DJ world. Okay. They do videos. They create videos. He creates the artwork for his, for for the music that they produce. And he's very, extremely talented. So I gave him all this, all this junk, all these recorded things. And I said, just, I need to get something out on YouTube about my business. Sure. And it would have taken me hours upon hours upon hours to do this. I gave it to him and like 20 minutes later, he goes, come on in, into my into my studio. And I was like, OK, why? And he goes, yeah. well, I want to show you the video. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I just emailed that stuff to you. And he goes, yeah, I put it all together. I, I'm like, what? how? Like, how did you do that? And I walk in there and I, I listen to it and I'm like, yeah, I like it. And he goes, uh. and I'm like, it's too long, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, way too long. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, I told you that you can't have it be people stop watching if this, you know, video, if you put it on YouTube. And and so he's giving me all these suggestions. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he, he put music in the background and he put, you know, all this stuff that I'm just like, I've, you know, and then he goes now. And so we fixed it. And he goes, now, when you have it put on YouTube, you have to do this because it's royalty free music and it's blah, blah. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you have to make sure that you, it's royalty free, but if you don't, you know, put who created it, then YouTube will blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He has a superpower, but he can't, he can't go to a company and be like, Hey, I have a superpower. I've never done it in a corporate setting, but I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, how do you, how do you give somebody the opportunity if Sometimes all... you got to shake the dice. <laughs> I know. And the fact that you've done that, it, that's awesome. And one day, one day when I have, you know, my thriving 20 plus 10 plus team and I, I you know, have to have somebody edit my podcast. Right. He, he has all the tools. He has all the tools. Instead of hiring somebody else, I will probably just go, okay, you're going to work in my business. And you're going to create all of my content because he has all the tools to do everything. And he can 
do the DJ thing that he loves to do or find something else to do. I, maybe he doesn't want to work in my business. Probably not. He probably doesn't want me as his boss. Right. But Sometimes, too, making your hobby your your work, Correct. that can be, be a big thing. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly sort of what I've done uh, for, you know, you mentioned bookkeeping earlier, is that that's always been, you know, fractional, fractional, fractional. Well, my wife's really good with numbers. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's her thing of like, she's the queen of budgeting to the point where when I talked about those hard times earlier, when I was out of work and everything like that, we actually gained money in our bank accounts. Like she, we cut things so hard to the bone that we gained money in bank accounts on one income and an unemployment check. Wow. <laughs> so she needs to come over girl, to my house and help I, me. Oh yeah, dude, she will, she will get your stuff straight. That's for sure. Well, that's But awesome. you know, I, I bring her in and actually she and I just uh, had a uh, nice afternoon on Saturday where we went through the books of the business. And the neat part about that was, was that when we looked at everything that was, you know, kind of at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're looking at good margins and things like that and being able to say like, okay, we're actually running this business in a decent way. Now, again, I'm not an accountant. She's not an accountant. You know, just want to make sure we have enough set aside for taxes and whatnot, but like taking the business to the next level of, Hey, is it stable? Hey, can it run for a time without any, uh, out any income and things like that and hiring very slowly. I'm a big, big big believer in hire slow fire fast uh as far as you know bringing people into the organization and yes when you're the founder and that's your wife and things like that it's kind of like get over here but at the same time right. uh it's been you know being a little bit selective with that and and I've made mistakes in hiring i we had we had one gentleman and, and this is no shade at him this was me getting this was me taking him and putting him in the completely wrong position 100% my fault there's there's no way like almost set him up to, I would say 90% set him up to fail. Like, like, like that just, I, I still feel bad about that. Cause he was going through some real rough stuff at that time. And uh, we'll just say that the months of May and June here were really interesting <laughs> from a, a people standpoint, just because like, I can't, I can't fault somebody for having a massive family event and not getting things done. <laughs> like, I, I just can't. Right. So it's it's one of those things where we we learn that sometimes you have to really seek out that one talent that people have. Like you mentioned, that's superpower. Right. And that is what you hire for. You hire truly for that skill set, not just the the attitude yeah. in this case. So Well, it, we are coming to time. I could talk to you forever, but Rob there are no words to thank you for um you know taking the opportunity to again wrap up the entire, you know, series um, of Let's Talk HR. Um, it has been a wild ride. You helped me launch this. You have helped with advice um, throughout the entire, um, you know, podcast and its and its life. Um, and I, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate that. Um, and you have also helped with and this is my first real announcement um and there will be announcements you know coming out soon shortly mm -hmm. um even mm -hmm. before this actual episode launches about my new podcast that will be coming out um the love your sales podcast that is tied directly to my business that launched in January um which is going to be much more in line with my brand still bringing in my quirky personality and um you know antics and rants about random stuff that I always seem to bring in in um you know the the people that I interview with but again um Rob your journey has been um like many entrepreneurs not a straight line um but a successful one and I thank you again um for being a friend Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Leanne. And it's, it's neat to see these new chapters come up because every one of them has been better than the last in this case. And it's just, it's fun to see this growth over time for you. And I'm really, I'm really happy with what you've, you've made for yourself so far and don't ever get too hard on yourself with this because this whole entrepreneurship thing is, is a lot like 
kind of HR is that you, ha- you have to do it right. Not everybody has the the roadmap. Yes, there are best practices out there, but what are best practices may work for some, but not for all. So uh, I know that you'll find, you'll get your bag, as they say <laughs> in this case. And, uh, you know, at, at the same time, I'm looking at it myself. And I think I came to this before we hit record here too. I was like, you know what? At some point in time, I'm going to step into a true like C-level role at my company. I might need a fractional sales. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm your gal. I'm I know your gal. it'd be absolutely fantastic. So I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for bringing me on to, to again, bring this full circle and close her off. Well, this is Leanne Lovely signing off for the last time of Let's Talk HR, humanizing the conversation. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.